0: This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I am Jolan Sami, your co-host joined by Natasha Sardog, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit.
1: America's Roundtable brings together leading voices from business, government, media, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit. Visit iLeadersSummit.org.
0: This week on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan and the Midwest, we're delighted to welcome to this program a distinguished guest, a trusted ally, and a great American patriot, Congressman Mike Bost. Congressman Mike Bost represents the 12th district of the great state of Illinois in the House of Representatives, and um, in fact, Congressman Bost is known to all for his commitment to advancing America's values and principles in Washington, D.C., a fight he began and in the U.S. military, serving in the Marines, then as a first responder, a local job creator, and a state representative. Congressman Mike Boss was recently elected by the House Republican colleagues to serve as the lead Republican on the House Veterans Affairs Committee, tasked with setting the party's agenda on veterans issues and leading oversight efforts of the administration. We invite you to visit his website at bostfulcongress.com, bostfulcongress.com. And with this note, we welcome Congressman Mike Boss. Welcome, indeed.
1: Welcome, Congressman Boss.
2: Joel and Natasha, thank you for having me on. I really enjoy the time that we have together uh, on your program. And at this time, whenever I'm sure all of your listeners want to be informed, of the concerns that we're having in dc and, and maybe where we see it going
1: uh, congressman boss uh, one of the executive orders signed by joe biden during his first day in office was to cancel the permit for the keystone XL pipeline from canada's alberta to u.s refineries on the gulf coast it appears that biden and his comrades do not care about over 11,000 American construction jobs and jobs in related industries of producing pipes made of American American steel and subcontracted suppliers in respective states, which will lose an estimated over half a billion we have to stress that Obama's State Department found that the Keystone XL pipeline would have no material impact on greenhouse gas emissions. Congressman Bost, what are your thoughts about Biden's executive order eliminating 11,000 jobs and what can be done to reverse these decisions, which are detrimental to America's workers, consumers, and citizens?
2: Well, let, let me tell you, first off, there were several executive orders in those first few days, and, and more to come, I'm sure, that I disagree with, but including the halting of the construction of the Keystone XL pipeline. You know, the pipelines are safe and effective way to transport our energy. I should know that. I Many people understand that I was in the family trucking business, and not that I don't love to see trucks being able to move up and down our roads, but what this takes off the roads by actually using the pipeline would actually make it better for those things that they say they're concerned about, they're concerned about the environment. Not only that, it knocks out those good-paying jobs that you were talking about. In my district alone is Wood River uh, Refinery. Many of the offsets that occur because of the Keystone Pipeline, even though the Keystone Pipeline does not go it directly into Wood River, it does allow the opportunity for them to keep working and everything uh, at the level that they are and keep United States energy costs fairly low. But I recently spoke out in opposition to the plan. Uh, I urged the president to take up uh, an all-above energy approach. Let me tell you that whenever the former president, President Trump, accepted the XL pipeline, and understand that XL is just an expansion of the existing Keystone pipeline, but it is a large expansion, and it is an expansion that is necessary to keep us energy independent. But not only that. What was mentioned in, Natasha, when you were talking about it in the first place is in my district, a lot of that oil production is done and the steel is produced in my district. Two thousand American jobs right here in my district that they produce the steel. And the agreement was with the president that except for those contracts had already been let, everything from then on out would be by America that includes uh, all the supplies, that includes how it's produced, that includes, as you said, 11,000 jobs in one sweep of a pen lost. And I think that's very concerning to the American people and should be.
1: Congressman Post, uh, as you mentioned, Biden is driving energy prices up. And as we saw in Europe, Energy-intensive business are driven overseas, so steel industry, aluminum industry, chemical, glass, cement, petroleum refining, they are closing down and moving out. This is very interesting that many industries are going to China, which have lower environmental standards. So we get to the point that Biden's policies will raise energy prices, drive energy-intensive businesses out of the U.S., close plants, destroy jobs, and increase global co2 emissions because of going to china
2: it will reverse everything we've done over the last four years of bringing those jobs home prior to COVID, our economy was booming so greatly was because we were bringing those jobs home and making sure we were putting ourselves in a position where it was america workers that were getting the benefits here and instead what we have is we're sending those jobs to the country that we can thank for receiving the coronavirus and the country that if we talk to our intelligence agencies, the country that we should fear the most, both economically, militarily, and just on every line is China. But yet we're going to be shipping by these actions. We'll be shipping those jobs to China, Russia, other places around, but definitely China.
0: Congressman Boss, we congratulate you on the important vote of confidence and support by your colleagues to elect you as the lead Republican on the House Veterans Affairs Committee. And in fact, for our fellow Americans, it's important to know that the Veterans Health Administration is America's largest integrated healthcare system providing care at 1,255 healthcare facilities, including 172 medical centers and 1,074 Outpatient sites uh, of varying complexities, and uh, in fact, serving 9 million enrolled veterans each year. Now, Congressman Boss uh, Anthony Principe, who was the fourth United States Secretary of Veteran Affairs and a former Vietnam veteran, wrote an interesting op ed piece where he commended the Trump administration and legislators for doing a great job in the reform efforts uh, for the VA. Anthony Principe writes, I quote, years of sustained conflict since 9-11 resulted in even more of the same stresses. And he says, by the final years of the Obama administration, the situation had blossomed into a full-blown crisis with veterans reportedly dying on waiting lists. Congressman Bost, uh, you're advancing a new bill introduced, HR 292, which is VA Health Center Management and Stability Act background, and uh, you're advancing the great reforms that were done by President Trump, could you provide us with insight on what you're doing and your leadership uh, through this important role in Congress?
2: Sure. Let me tell you that we have been working on several items. One is, and this is implementing things we did pass during Trump's administration to make sure that, that they're implemented. One thing that is vitally important was the issue that I worked on specifically. Over the past four years, and that was to reform the appeals process. If someone was denied a claim, and then the process by which it take it used to take seven to ten years at times. And if you could believe that, people would be dying on waiting lists. Now we are getting that done as as quick as 18 months because the system was put in place and signed into law by the president, President Trump. Not only that, then the other things that are out there is, is that we're working very, very closely on the medical records, uh, electronic medical records, and making sure that's getting turned up. When you have a bureaucracy as large as the VA, as you're trying to do that right now, we are are trying to get it turned up first in in some areas around Washington State, kind of a test project to make sure we're implementing and moving forward with that language. There's other things that we're going to be pending out now on the committee and and remember this everything that i'd say is pending uh... we're going to be working on but also the thing you need to understand about the VA is the VA is so large that i can tell you that this is a problem we're working on and we will be working on those but tomorrow there might be a new problem work jump up and then we'll be right in the middle of that as well at the same time of working on these we have uh... uh toxic exposures that has occurred uh... Either through burn pits or other issues that are out there that's an, always uh, an issue that we try to deal with and timely quality care for our veterans now we did that by passing what was known as the mission act and the mission act not only allows for people to receive their services at the va but if those va services are not available quickly or there's a long distance between them and their ability to get to the va uh, then they can go to a private facility to receive their care at the cost uh, and that cost being placed on the va instead of them having to wait or drive many 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 hundreds of miles to get the care that they need. So all of these are the things that we're going to be working to make sure that we put in place. Our veterans have have served us well, and they are due any benefit that they are supposed to receive. We want to make sure that they're going to get it.
0: We thank you for your enormous support for our veterans and also the fact that Americans need to know that there are 9 million veteran patients out there, and we thank you for your leadership.
2: They are the people that we need to be serving, and that's what our mission is through the VA.
1: Congressman Bost, we commend you for your leadership in standing for election integrity and in the US Constitution. We are witnessing mob rule in America and a tendency to erase 240 years long history of the constitutional republic. The guiding principle of our founding documents is consent of the governed. And for the consent of the governed to work, we need to make sure to secure free, honest, and fair elections. Congressman Bost, what is your message to voters in pursuing next steps in securing election integrity and ensuring free, fair, and honest elections next time?
2: Here's my statement to voters, because remember that the Constitution, we are a constitutional republic. Therefore, the Constitution must be followed. That means that the states should and will control the election. But you should, as voting uh, people from each individual state, make sure that your state legislators implement laws in the state, first off, that follow the Constitution. Remember the reason why I voted and 140 total of us voted not to accept Pennsylvania and Arizona, and had somebody made the right motion, we probably have been some others. The Constitution is very clear in Article 2, Section 1, Paragraph 2, that only the state legislature can set election laws, not governors, not Secretary of State, not other appointed boards. That's what we had in that situation. Not only that, I believe that each one of those states should make sure that they put in place guidelines that make sure there's checks and balances Voter ID, making sure that there's a way to verify the votes and making sure that those votes must be counted on election day before the stroke of midnight instead of days and weeks and months afterwards. This type of game is something that you hear in third world countries when you have dictators trying to run uh, the government, and therefore it is because of that I'm encouraging the voters to go out and aggressively go to their state legislators to make sure that they implement those laws and that if there is an issue that violates the Constitution, that the Supreme Court should take those up, not just bury their head in
0: the sand absolutely for our listeners it's important for them to know that uh, while europe's leaders embrace the election results in america european countries including germany and britain as well as india israel mexico argentina brazil they do not allow mail-in votes and they all require voter id and so that is something that is so important for strengthening election integrity in america exactly As a former Marine, a leader in the private sector, and now as a legislator, you have been supportive of the principal policy of peace through strength and in what President Trump accomplished in advancing the Abram Accords. Uh, Now we see the Biden-Harris administration pushing for a failed Obama-Biden approach of appeasing Iran. Congressman Bost, should we be concerned about Iran's plans and what can be done to block this Biden-Harris plan, which is geared to appeasing Iran, a nation which is new to fuel terrorism and instability in the Middle East and beyond?
2: It is vitally important that the United States does not rejoin the Joint uh, Comprehensive Plan of Action, which is what the Biden referred to as the Iran nuclear deal. We've got to make sure that they do not do that. They do have the power to reverse what Trump has done. I hope that's not going to be the case, because I spent many hours in briefing back during the the Obama administration when Kerry was moving forward at that time as Secretary of State listening to about a three-hour, there were about 40 of us in the room, with Benjamin Netanyahu, who did not agree with it. We then went over to Palestine, where even the leaders there did not agree with the Iran deal. Everyone, if you notice how positive we were moving forward, was the peace agreements that were coming through with Israel, I believe endanger those peace agreements if they continue to go down this path. But we've also got to continue to provide support to our Uh, allies in the region like Israel, because we can't let this progress that we've made that has not been made since Israel became a nation fall by the wayside. Of course, we've also got to hold the UN accountable for any anti-Israel or uh, anti-Semitic moves that they would try to make. And we need to make sure that someone strong in there is is speaking up. My fear is, is with this administration, that would not be the case.
0: Thank you indeed, Congressman Mike Boss. We appreciate you joining us on America's Roundtable. And for those interested, we encourage you to visit bostfulcongress.com, bostfulcongress.com. Thank you, Congressman Boss. Thank you, Congressman Boss.
2: No, Dr. thank you. Thank you both so much. We enjoyed being with
0: you. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think-tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I am Jolan Sami, your co-host joined by Natasha Sardoch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit.
1: America's Roundtable brings together leading voices from business, government, media, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit. Visit iLeadersSummit.org.